2 Samuel chapter 17, verse number 23. When I read this, you're going to be like, okay, where's he going with this? It's kind of a downer. It sounds like a downer, but there's a message in it, a powerful message. So let's read it together. Uh, 2 Samuel 17, verse 23. And when Ahithophel saw that his counsel was not followed... He saddled his ass and arose and got him home to his house, to his city, and put his household in order and hanged himself and died and was buried in the sepulcher of his father. Sounds pretty depressing, doesn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> so my thought is this, and then I'll elaborate. Your message must be bigger than yourself your message must be bigger than yourself what is your rejection tolerance meaning when you share the gospel and people are cynical or reject it how well are you able to tolerate rejection i know this is a little bit different because he wasn't conveying the right message but i'm going somewhere with this so just follow me for a minute Ahithophel's problem was that he had gotten used to being listened to so much so that he must have assumed that it would always be so. In fact, we know that 2 Samuel 16, 23 says, And the counsel of Ahithophel, which he counseled in those days, listen to this, was as if a man had inquired at the oracle of God. So was all the counsel of Ahithophel, both with David and with Absalom. So even the kings were inquiring of his counsel. So apparently he had gotten so used to being the go-to guy that he assumed his counsel would never fail. The only problem with that was it wasn't so. Where did he make his mistake? It was when he began to be a, uh, a conspirator with Absalom in raising his hand against God's anointed King David. When Ahithophel started giving counsel to the destruction of King David, that's where he crossed the line. Now would be a good time to be reminded that David had previously prayed that God would turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. And what do you know? That is exactly what happened. So there are some lessons to be learned here. First of all, if you really have a need to be heard, be sure that you have something to say. Amen? Amen. (laughs) Something good, that is. Something right. Pause from my devotion. You know, uh, a lot of times uh, church hurt happens because people feel like they were not heard. And sometimes there is legitimate reasons for their concern. Other times it's birthed out of personal immaturity and the inability to realize that our opinions are not really as important as we lift them up to be. Amen. Uh, And if we'll keep our focus centered on biblical truth and not personal preference or opinion, it can eliminate a lot of intolerance in our heart and spirit. You can tolerate a lot more because most of the rules we make up are things that you can't find in the Bible anyway, right? 
um, Ahithophel's pride got to the best of him, and before he even saw it coming, he failed to recognize that his focus became misguided by his own personal ambitions. As a messenger, when you or I become more important than the message we carry, then we have derailed from our mission and are headed for trouble. Uh, as a preacher of the gospel, it is paramount that I preach and deliver as best as God will enable me to the pure, untainted, undefiled word of the living God. Regardless of whether or not it is received well, regardless of whether or not I as a person are received well, you must develop tough skin because many will reject this gospel message and you cannot take it personally. It is no wonder that Ahithophel took the rejection personally though. It was personal, but only because he made it personal. He wanted to be heard regardless of what he was actually saying. Did you catch that? He wanted to be heard regardless of what he was actually saying. Even though what he was doing was wrong, his personal pride and ego was bigger than the message that he was carrying. So when his message was rejected, he took it as personal rejection and went on to a successful suicide mission. And by the way, I'd say this, you're on a suicide mission when you put your agenda above God's. So as messengers, how do we keep our need to be heard from killing us? We do so by speaking only on the behalf of God and not our own ambitions, our own agendas, associations, or whatever. When we realize that we neither create nor change God's mail and that it is only our job to deliver that mail, then we can avoid the fatal mistake of taking rejection so personally. It is not the messenger or the mailman that is rejected in such cases. It is the sender of the mail. Now the truth is that some may in fact attack God's delivery boy personally because they did not like his, God's message. But if we are going to be persecuted for delivering God's message, may it be done so at the hands of others and not our own self-pity. Always represent God and stand by His Word regardless. And one more thought and we'll, and we'll pray. What do most of us do when we open an envelope out of the mailbox? What do we do with the envelope that it was carried in? Okay, well, there's the return address if you want to uh, grab the return address, but... Do, do most people keep a filing cabinet for the actual outside envelope, or do most of you, like me, tear it open and discard the outer envelope to get the message? Most of us... Trash can, there you go. There you go. I, honestly, this is what we need to look at ourselves as. We are just the exterior envelope that's carrying God's message, and we are disposable. The message is not disposable. We must spare no expense to make sure that the message is delivered regardless of personal cost. Does that make sense to you? And so, uh, the me again, that's, uh, I'll, I'll close with my opening statement. Our message must be bigger than ourselves. Amen? And when we keep it gospel-focused, it'll avoid a lot of those 
things that we talked about. Amen. It'll help us stay focused on what's important and let all that other stuff just go to the wayside. Right? So uh, just some food for thought. It's good for a church to be reminded of this as we continue to work together that uh, there's no big eyes and no little U's in the kingdom of God. We're all supposed to be working toward the same goal and purpose, which is to exalt Jesus Christ. Amen. And, uh, and God help us. And you pray for me as your pastor. I'll pray for you as a congregation that we'll all make sure that we keep our egos in check and make sure that predominantly the gospel message is forwarded at fast and high rates of speed. Amen. And uh, that we don't put any stops in the way. Right. So just some food for thought for you. I felt led of the Lord to share that with you today.